Hey guys, uh, it is Gray, and this is You Are Right Here, the podcast. I'm currently playing with Bev, my uh, toothless cat, which really makes me need to plug uh, How to Train Your Dragon. And if you haven't seen that movie, we probably won't have much in common. <laughs> so please watch that, all of them. I think there's three. I don't know which one's the best. When it gets to like sequels about things, it's like asking Shrek 1, Shrek 2. Like, I have some friends that die on the Shrek 1 hill. I have others who are continuously crawling up the Shrek 2 hill. I I just like to stay in the center, honestly, because it's an argument that I don't want to lose anyone over. But anyway, uh, I'm playing with Bev, and I've been thinking about how um, it's been quite a while since I made the introduction, teaser, little whatever snippet of the podcast I guess like two months ago now and people ask me not quite regularly but often um when is your podcast coming out and when are more episodes coming out and I guess I just didn't realize that the people who had listened to it thought that it was entertaining enough to um click play on another one so that's pretty cool um so I, I guess to just give you guys some background, a little bit of insight to what I've been going through. Um, let's see. I guess I recorded the last one in January. It is now April. Holy fuck. That is that's a lot of days. I don't know how many hours. I'm not good at basic math, but it's a lot of days. <laughs> uh, and since then, I have kind of... I look at my mental health as like a scale. And so oftentimes I know what to put on each side to make it feel balanced. Um, And usually that is time with friends, time with family, uh, work, not too much, not too little, but work, creative things, exercise, meditation, just enough coffee to make me feel zooted and inspired to take on the day and not have a panic attack. That is a formula I'm still working on. Um, But when one of those things starts to lack or there's too much of one of those things, I immediately start to dissociate and I become like this version of myself that I don't recognize, but it's, Maybe ironic is the wrong word, but I know that I'm doing it, and I'm very aware of it, and I can see it for what it is, but it feels like this like spiral that I get into, and it's tough for me to get out of it once I'm in it because I have always like spent a lot of time subconsciously building up my belief system of who I am, what I deserve what I give to the world, and especially what I give to myself. And when you believe something subconsciously, it gets to a point where you react subconsciously and you kind of live your life in a sense of autopilot or your reactions are based off of your beliefs about yourself. And I recognized this fully probably last year around this time um, when I went through my breakup and quarantine hit and I kind of was forced to think about what the fuck am I doing with my life and why do I let my opinion of myself 
dictate the experiences I have in life. So without getting into too much detail, because um, I don't want you guys like falling asleep at this moment. I mean, unless you want to, that's, you know, self-care. I support it. But I have become more recluse and stopped hanging out with people and um, not really giving myself the care that I deserve, which side bullet, I don't subconsciously think I deserve it. And all of these things, I am, I got my suitcase ready to fucking unpack this in therapy in a week. I start um, a CBT therapy program through Penn Medicine, which I'm really fucking, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've heard about CBT for a while, cognitive behavioral therapy. And if you guys do it or know about it, it's essentially like a therapy program or it's, I mean, it's coping skills. So it's understanding and learning how to have a feeling, but instead of judge it or think into it, you observe it. I mean, this is just one way about it. You observe the feeling and then you dig a little deeper and you try to figure out where the feeling is coming from um, and then where it's going to go. So it's essentially, it's a lot of like worksheets. It's um, writing your feelings down, which for me is like, it's not really hard, but I think that I think I'm better than myself. So I'm so self-aware that I think that that is progress and it's not. So just because you can identify a problem doesn't mean it still doesn't need to like be investigated and work through. So yeah, I've just been um, pretty low and it's hard for me to pull myself out of that without um, like outside stimulation from other people, but then I shut myself off to it. So it's just this like ongoing cycle of feeling bad and then not trying to remedy it. But I'm definitely doing more now because my brain, it subconsciously scans for things to be wrong. And then when it can't find something wrong, it moves to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, which now we can, I guess, get onto the subject of medication because I've always been really afraid of medicine. Um, But I think I'm definitely at a point where I'm, I'm ready to just do it because this phrase is going to make a lot of you uncomfortable, but I fucking raw dog through life. And a lot of people don't, um, with my mental health. And I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not feeling too hot. So I have Lexapro and I am super excited to start taking that and see, um, not expecting like an insane difference, but an insane difference in like, how I feel, but just my friend was describing it to me the other day and she was like, it kind of just like, won't let you dwell because that's what I do. I ruminate and I fucking dwell and I just think and think and think and think over the same thing that does not even exist anymore. So that's that. Uh, I got my second vaccine the other day. So I'm fully vaxxed up and I'm like very excited about that. Um, trying to like figure out what I'm going to do as far as moving. I have this, like, I hate to say pipeline dream because it's extremely obtainable for me. Um, but when I went to LA, I had this like 
thought in my head, like, what if I take a risk and I just move to Los Angeles for six months or I move to San Diego or San Francisco, like anywhere over there. Um, and I just like do it for me and I figure out like how to find happiness somewhere that's not so close to my home base. So me and Bev have been talking about it. We don't know what we're going to do, but my lease is up in June. So there's a lot to consider. Um, you know, I've had, I have a friend who actually got like, I'm pretty sure she bought like a used car and she had like maybe a couple thousand dollars to her name and she just went. And I think she lives in San Diego and she's like really fucking happy. Obviously that's not everyone's experience. Um, and I don't want to do something that would be harder for my life in the long run. The immediate's fine. Cause I live in New York for nine years. So hard shit is not intimidating to me, but, um, Anyway, so that is a little bit about what I've been going through and why I haven't made another episode, but uh, I think I'm finally at a point where, like, I want to start being more um, productive and, like, initiative-based with the things that I do. So this episode, uh, it's not going to have a guest because... I still need to figure out how to do that. To be honest, I'm not technologically savvy at all. I'm recording this through a website that's truly just linked to Spotify. And it's like for podcasts. Hi, babe. Um, and then it just like helps me edit it and post it. So like, I don't, I don't know. Um, my friend's coming Friday with her girlfriend and she is a, I'm sorry, Sarah, are you like a sound engineer? Oh no. She's like extremely, talented in that stuff. So I'm going to ask her how to help me because I have no idea what I'm doing. Anyway, I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, let's see if I wrote it down here. Oh yeah. Okay. So during quarantine, I saw this video, um, on TikTok and it was a girl and she was like dancing to like a song and it's the caption or the, the text was like, thought I was going to have two weeks off from school, but now I'm non-binary. And I, um, I laughed really aggressively and it was really funny to me because I thought I was going to have two weeks off from work and now I'm non-binary. So, um, I kind of just wanted to, to talk about the exploration of sexuality and gender throughout quarantine, because I think it's extremely, <laughs> It's really interesting, and, like, I think it's gotten to a point where people are just, like, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Like, we've always felt that way, but there was this this little, like, layer of still giving a fuck of what people, like, like think or felt about us. And with quarantine, that shit is just, I don't think it exists anymore, because we have all just, we don't give a fuck anymore, so that's really cool. And people are just starting to express themselves whatever way that they feel most comfortable. I actually went on my friend Aaron's podcast. I think this was back in November, October. I'm not sure. It's called queering, queering the air. And it's pretty cool. Um, I am definitely plugging this if you, you guys should go listen to it, but I was on there, um, for an episode and I was talking about my identity when I used to go by she, they, 
and what that meant for me and how that was something that I was most comfortable in. And through exploring my gender, um, I guess it's not something that, that a lot of like non-binary people talk about. I mean, non-binary is obviously an umbrella term. I use they, them pronouns, not every non-binary person uses those, but I think that I just started trying to explore like what my masculinity meant to me, what my femininity meant to me, what my body meant to me and like the, how I express myself, um, to everyone around me. And I got to the conclusion that I would use she because it made other people feel comfortable because I identify as a non-binary woman. So I really like my body. I like the parts that I have for me and it makes me feel empowered and sexy and like attractive to use my body in, in sexual scenarios or even just in life. Um, and so I feel like a woman in that sense, but with the way that I express my gender in, um, to everyone else, like society, I don't want to be a boy or a girl. So that was like an interesting realization for me to come to because when I changed my name, Gray is not my um, government name. I changed my name back in like 2000 and I want to say like 2017 or 18. It was my stage name for a while because I'm a singer and like, I didn't want to change it fully because I was so worried about people fucking it up and it causing more turmoil for me to have to like correct them or just be upset about it that I was like, I'll just deal with what I've been called my whole life. But then I got to a point where gray was just me and the other name just represented a lot of bad things to me. And it still gets brought up and it's on like, documents at work in my schedule and it actually makes me very upset that my managers do not listen to me when I ask them to change it um that's a whole different argument um but similarly with my gender I kind of like I don't know I I posted something on Instagram and I was like can y'all just refer to me as they them for now and we're gonna see how it goes like even a trial run it's just it feels nice to try to figure it out Cause I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to say definitively, yeah, these are my pronouns. But like, again, who fucking cares? You know, I think that people in your life who respect you and love you are going to, um, respect and love you no matter how you identify or, or what you feel you need. So, and that, you know, not to tie this into, my childhood, but that's a really foreign thing for me. I had to walk on eggshells my whole life with my mom and my emotions and my needs. And as an adult, I purposely put eggshells on my feet. So I am constantly assessing and worried about how people are going to maybe perceive something I've said or done or feel. And I don't, I don't really feel that it, you know, like it's not conducive to 
any type of positive outcome in my life. And once again, I can recognize that, but working through it is a whole different experience. So um, what I'm trying to get at is gender is just, wow. It's like that big color wheel, John, that has like a million different colors and you could spin it a thousand times and it's still going to be a different color. But if it represents you, then that's, that's your color. It doesn't have to be because you want to fit in somewhere or look cool or be aesthetically pleasing or make other people feel comfortable. Like, especially as queer people, like gender aside as queer people, I feel like we've always, we made our, it's similar to like women in general, minorities, I guess, let's just make this fucking broad, having to make ourselves smaller for the majority to feel comfortable. What the fuck is that? You know, like that's fucking just, if you really think about it, why? Because fuck those people. They've, they've, I don't know. I just like, and this is, this is just from Gray's mouth. Okay. When a white cis man tries to explain to me something about me, I I audibly laugh at them and they get really upset. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to relate to you. Relate to me how? Again, it's not about you. It's always been about you. So I don't have to do things for your comfort in the same way that you don't have to figure out anything for anyone's comfort. And quarantine especially has made this shit like, whoo, it's, for me, it's put, um, I wear glasses. So if you guys can imagine me having two monocles, but instead, instead they're two magnifying glasses, like just over my eyes, that's how I feel. Like my relationships have become so much more, like so much bigger to me than they really need to be because there's nothing else going on. And so I just feel like a tornado constantly of like trying to pick myself up from these like spiral mindsets. And I'm, I can guarantee I'm not the only person that's going through this. Anyway, I just wanted to like touch on that because um, gender exploration is like on the up and up and I think it's fucking sick. And I'm like very excited to continue to watch my friends and my peers and the youth discover and explore and learn more about themselves and their bodies and what, what they want in their lives. Um, and boundaries too with that, because it's, I don't know, the, like I was with someone the other day and like they, them just being like, Whoa, your like hair is like cool. What? <laughs> I still felt a little bit like uneasy about it because I've been conditioned to feel like that's gross, but just the radically accepting my body the way that I want to accept it and somebody else feeling that for me and then commenting on it, it was really affirming. It was really nice. So, um, yeah, I think it's like just knowing that there's always going to be people who oppose the way you live because their insecurities are just much bigger projections onto the way that you're living your life. And when we can accept that fully, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting somewhere. So, uh, what else did I want to talk about? I guess, I mean, I put mental health here, but that is like, that's a fucking, that's Pandora's box. So I don't know if I have the right key on my carabiner to open that today. Cause it's going to be, 
that's a wild ride. I think I should wait to talk about that one. It's going to take a second. Um, in other news, I just saw a bunch of lineups for concerts in the summer. Like the, uh, what are they called? Music festivals? I've never really been to one, I don't think. No, I've never been to a music festival. But there's like a few that I'm looking at and I'm like, uh, should I get a car or should I get a ticket? Probably a ticket, right? Yeah, that sounds correct. Um, so that's really cool. Like, wow. We're coming out the other side of this, like, really damp, gross, sweaty tunnel. And I never thought that I would see the day. I'm just like, it's funny because I constantly think to last year, this time. Um, and I guess it's all about perspective because I could say I've grown a lot or I've gone backwards. But I like to sit in the area where I think I've, I've grown a lot and I'm learning more about myself and um, really getting into a headspace where I want to help. I mean, I'm, I'm a very selfless person to a fault where I just want to help people so much that when I have problems, I don't really talk about them because I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm working on it, but I want to help people more. I want to like, I want to talk to fucking people on here. So I need to set that up. I'm going to figure it out. Just uh, don't, as Phoebe Bridger says, don't hold me to it. Um, Cause I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to work this. Maybe I'll ask Aaron. Uh, Cause he's much more, um, much more willing and able to figure it all out. Cause he has already. Anyway, that's kind of all I wanted to say today. Just to, put some fillers in for you guys. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm currently still watching my cat cause I am obsessed with her. Maybe we could do, <laughs> maybe we could do a meet and greet at some point. If you guys ever want to meet Bev, I know there's probably like three of you listening, but like sounds like a wine night to me. Wow. So I'm going to go eat. I don't know what I got tofuti and toast and avocados. Very queer, very vegan but I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the day. I don't know when this is going to be posted, but if it's sunny, just sit in it. That's it. And if it's not, uh, kiss your cat. (laughs) 